This is everything you want to know about non-clinical careers for physicians. For Third Evolution, I'm your host, Robert Pretty. I was reading an article about automobile design recently, and a quote in the article caused me to think about so many of my client conversations. The quote, it came from the fairy tale Alice in Wonderland, and it was a conversation between Alice and the cat. It goes like this. Alice says, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to go, said the cat. Well, I don't really care, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. The similarities between Alice's exchange with the cat are very similar to the exchanges I have with physicians literally daily about their career aspirations. I always ask physicians, what do you believe you might like to do outside clinical practice? And eerily, their response is nearly always the same, verbatim. I'll do about anything that uses my knowledge and my skills and pays reasonably well. What's out there? Which is just another way of saying, as Alice said, I don't much care where I go. In reality, you do care. Actually, you probably care even more than you realize. Why? Well, you care because you're walking into the unknown and taking just anything will most likely lead you nowhere. What we have here is a conundrum. And the reason is because of how physicians have been treated and how you've been trained to think and act and respond about your career path ever since the day you decided to follow that specific pathway to medical practice. When you were young, much like Alice, you asked your family, your teachers, your mentors, advisors, and others probably, some friends, would you please tell me which way I ought to go from here? And they told you. They told you what grades you needed to have in high school, what courses to take, what to major in in college, and then how and when to apply to medical school, and on and on. Probably the biggest decision you made between the decision to be a physician and actual practice was what specialty to practice. And very likely, that was much more of an emotional decision than a truly logical one. Now, as you stand at this intersection in the road, deciding whether to continue in your medical practice or to move in another direction, you see possibly a vast number of choices, so many more choices than you've ever experienced. So now, you can either ask what's out there, that is, you can ask others what way you should go, or you can look inward and you can ask yourself. And if you define your objective simply as anything that uses your knowledge and skills and pays reasonably well, well, then it doesn't really matter which way you go. Frustrating, isn't it? Again, I know because I have this conversation daily and often more than once each day. So what's the real answer? How do you get past the indecision, past the frustration, as I said, you can either rely on others to choose a direction for you to follow, or you can look to yourself. My advice is this. You have the best answers to your questions. Really, you do. You just need to know how to ask yourself the right questions. So let's begin. Yes, you do want a career that uses your knowledge. You absolutely do. You don't need another degree. You don't have to study other courses. You have quite enough knowledge already. But what is your knowledge? 
Like most physicians, you see your knowledge through the prism of your medical practice. You see yourself in terms of providing medical care or performing surgeries. You see yourself narrowly in that context. But you're more than that. Actually, even your own narrow definition as surgeon or internist or OBGYN or neurologist or whatever specialty you work within. Even within your narrow definition of you as a specialist, you probably define yourself too narrowly. Stop and consider your day-to-day -day activity. What, for example, goes into a surgery day? You don't just walk in and ask if someone has a sharp implement. It takes preparation, your preparation, the patients, the staffs. Forget about your education, your training. Every professional is educated and trained and experienced. Think about your process of assembling the resources for that patient's procedure. It's a process. It is a process that requires coordination and planning and management. And you're the head of that process. If anything isn't right, you're the captain of the ship. That's your job. So what are all the moving parts? It's the same in an office practice, scheduling, testing, making sure you have the right people, the right facility, the right equipment. And it's not just what you know, but it's what you do, and it's what you do well. Your skills, making sure the system works. And I know I've heard it thousands of times. My staff does that. Whatever that is, first, who decides what that is? what those staff responsibilities are and how they are allocated. Then what happens if your staff drops the ball? Once again, you're the captain of the ship and ultimately the good and the bad is delivered to your doorstep. So what are those processes from scheduling to supplies to contracts to equipment to customer management that have to work together for you to captain a successful ship? And what about strategy? Strategy in medicine is evaluating and learning the computer systems and applications, learning new procedures, staying on top of new developments. That's business development. You can't run your practice on three by five cards, 1950s equipment, and an outdated formulary. Staying current is work, and it's valuable and necessary work. But I'm sure, whatever your specialty, it's the patient, the customer interaction on which you focus. That's your purpose. All those other moving parts are just distractions, encumbrances, interferences that get in your way of medicine. Yet, at the same time, they are integral to how and how well you practice medicine. Further, how you define your knowledge and your skills in these contexts becomes the building blocks of how you define how and why you're successful. These building blocks of practice, of process, of management, they are how you illustrate and define portable, transferable skills and knowledge to other, to any other career path of your choosing. Lastly, consider your interests, your passions. When I'm asked the seminal question, what's out there, my return question is always the same. What do you want to do? In other words, where do you want to go? What I'm really asking is it's not a job title. It's not a job description per se, but rather what interests you? What are you passionate about? What about medicine or healthcare, other than direct patient care 
do you find interesting? What do you want to change? Do you want to remain in the healthcare field? Healthcare is truly one of the hottest topics in our country today, and beyond that, it's a hot topic globally. I was recently watching a newscast interviewing a tribal leader in some remote village in the Middle East. The reporter asked him what he wanted for his children, and he said two things, the opportunity for a good education and access to needed health care. It won't take much looking to find an organization, an NGO, a local nonprofit, a company with a strong focus on corporate social responsibility to find people interested in your perspectives, your knowledge of the system, and your ideas. But you probably have other interests. I've had clients with interests ranging from finance to architecture, from cars to cosmetics. Whatever interests you, look to relate those interests to your skills and to your knowledge and then you're on the right track to finding not just any road, not just any job that will use your knowledge and experience and pay you reasonably well, but now on a road that will also be motivating and rewarding where you can make a contribution you really want to make. But you're not going to find this job online. You're most likely going to create it. You're going to need to imagine it. Imagine what you want to actually do. Think about the kinds of people you want to work with and the environment that will fuel your success. You're not necessarily going to start your own company, but you are going to find the right kind of company. Think of two areas of focus, research and communications. Research those topics that interest you. It's simple, just Google. Whether it's specific companies, types of organizations, white papers, published on the topics you are interested in, people who present material on your topics of interest, any number of ways to search for information about who you want to speak with. Then communicate. Start conversations. Find blogs or other conversations about your topics of interest and communicate your ideas. Write your own monographs on subjects that interest you. The very best way to vet your own thinking is to write about it. Critique your own commentary and then look for a place to post it, to publish it. Remember, these are your thoughts and opinions. They don't have to be perfect. You're not trying to win an award. You're just trying to start a conversation. There are other ways to create interaction. Listen to my podcast about the research interview. And then look for seminars and conferences. They're great places to both meet people and to learn more about your areas of interest. Even in a virtual environment, you can meet new people. So whether virtual or in person, look for gatherings that reflect your interests, your desired career path, and then engage. Now, you're no longer just looking for anything that uses your knowledge and your skills. You can clearly define and provide tangible examples of the knowledge and the skills you have to offer and, more importantly, the knowledge and skills you want to use in a new career. And based on your interests, you're now able to define your career focus as well. Now, it matters which way you go, because just any road won't take you there. You've charted your new pathways, the road you will follow. I hope this podcast will help you with your interests, your understanding, and if you choose your transition to a non-clinical physician career. If you wish help and support in your transition, Initial hallway consults are always without a fee, and I'll be pleased to offer you my advice and counsel. 
Once again, for Third Evolution, nine clinical careers for physicians, this is Robert Pretty. For comments about this or any of my podcasts, or to request a hallway consult, don't hesitate to contact me at 720-339-3585 for voice, message, or text. And visit me online at www.thirdevo.com. Until next time, thank you for listening.